From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, glad to be back with you on another episode. It's always uh, great connecting with you, Steve, and I uh, look forward to this topic. Yes, I, I uh, agree, and uh, we've been enjoying this conversation, and we're uh, on a good roll here, so uh, please uh Keep the questions coming in and let us know what you want us to, to talk about. And we're, we're here for you. So the, uh, it's important that we, we keep in touch with our audience and please keep reaching out to us. Um, for today, we're going to talk about uh, the importance and the, the understanding a little bit more about modules and drivers and, and what that is in, in the AV control world. So uh, modules, drivers, plugins. There's a lot of different names for a lot of things. Back in the day, it used to be called macros. There's there's a whole um, assortment of things that you can call. Basically, what we're talking about here is uh, a package of code. Let's call it that's that's purposeful and either com it commonly interfaces with a product, but there's also times where you can use it to to do perform a particular function or application. So um, you can use, say, a, uh, a, a module or driver to talk to a display or a codec or, or a switcher. You could also use it if you wanted to, to implement, say, passwords or timers or different things of that nature. And these are the building blocks that, that programmers commonly use. And there, the, many of the manufacturers have libraries that are built. Some of them are official, let's call it, that are under the, the umbrella of the manufacturer. And others are more of um, built, purpose-built or built by other programmers that, get, that either get exchanged or, or are used in, in their arsenal. So without going on and on, um, James, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings, you know, when it comes to using modules and drivers, because on one hand, they're super important because there's usually never enough time to have to sit down and figure out all the uh, a co complex API and interface with the device. But other, on the other hand, there's trust that has to be built to know that the module or driver that you use is going to be effective for what you need. Uh, what, what's been your experience? Um, I'm personally is, uh, when I do modules drivers, I more use ones I've written and that goes to more of a control. Uh, I want to say mentality instead of a, um, useful mentality. Like I know there's tons of great drivers out there. And I have used them, but it's more of if I write the code, I know what's supposed to do. So if there's a bug, I can figure it out quickly. Unlike if there is a bug in a driver or a module, now I got to contact the person who wrote it to figure out what's going on. Um, so that's just my personal feeling there. Um, I know other people rely heavily on modules and drivers and have great systems. Um, but 
like I said, my personal, I, I, it's more of a power control thing, I would say, where I like to have that control over it. And I've heard that a lot, actually. And I, I'm sure that that comes from bad experiences. Um, and the other side, too, is that knowing that you have the source code and you know that you can troubleshoot the inner workings, which may or may not be something that's available if you're using a module uh, or a driver that's written by somebody else. The, the idea, I think, also when it comes to doing configuration is that these are pretty essential because without them, you really are not able to interface with some devices because unless you, 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 you have less um, resources to be able to interface with complex devices, let me frame it differently. And you, while you could send direct strings and receive uh, a response, you might not be able to do some of the complex processing required in a configuration uh, platform that you can do in a programming language. So therefore, you know, a driver or module is, is pretty essential. Um, there are a lot of manufacturers these days, and, and um, it, this is something that's kind of near and dear to me because it's one of the things that, that um, my company does is that it, a lot of manufacturers that are looking to, to have their own modules built for them to ensure that their products work a certain way and that they have something that they know is proven and that they use it as a competitive advantage because the, uh, the, the, the difference between two different products that are very similar in the marketplace may be the ease of control. Um, when it comes to a situation like specifying equipment, is, does, does the availability of a module or driver come into play for you? Uh, for me, no. Um, what I personally more look for is reliability of the product itself. Cause, um, I, the internet's full of great people, even if, um, I can't find answers on my Google search, we can network. Uh, I mean, I'm sure if I ran into a, I bought product. And I couldn't control it. I could reach out to Steve and control concept or any of the other commute program communities out there to get some direction. Uh, so having the availability of modules and drivers are a little less important for me. And I more look for the reliability of the product and the manufacturer. And that says what are standards. Which is... I, I certainly think that 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 uh, comes into play, and and it, it w without that, it doesn't matter how good a module or a driver might be, right? Yep. So, so you know, having a good solid product is uh, is is certainly key. the The other side of the coin is that when you're, if you're developing systems, and and you know, we've talked a little bit about having say a junior programmer or having somebody who's a student worker work with you, or or just having, um, training somebody to roll things out, would you, would, would you typically give them module, a module or driver that you would write and tell them to implement it, to take that out of the equation? Or do you feel like it's, it, you're, you're not giving them the full experience of needing to program a system? 
that's a good question there. Um, I, I, I think I hate using this answer, but it all depends. Depends on the situation. Um, I almost want to say that I would say we had the time, like if time wasn't a issue and the flexibility, if I had a, per, a junior programmer or student worker looking to learn programming, I would say maybe I would have them create a module. So we would have our general code, but say like, all right, we are always using X brand displays. Well, go build me a driver or a module for that. And this way they have their goal, they have their limitation, but they get to program. The, um, I, I think it's a, it's a interest, good answer and it, it makes them really understand what it takes to, to make something work similar to what you mentioned earlier about being able to troubleshoot something when it doesn't work and, and understanding how it, how it talks. Um, the, the other angle on that is that you, if you have devices, so, so if you, if you're working consistently with the same brand and you have more of the ability to swap out products that use the same control codes, your life is, should be fairly easy. But then when you are looking at needing to upgrade some rooms or upgrade some systems and you need to change out a product, being able to have pull out one module and put in another one and have that kind of snap in can be a real lifesaver versus having to rework your code in addition to control that, that product. Oh, yes. We've done that with our uh, systems before I took over programming. We did have a lot of modules and drivers and that was godsend at times i would say because i know the one space we were having problem with some displays that was one manufacturer and we switched them over to our standard manufacturer that were more liable and integrated uh consistently in our campus and we were able to reach out to, at that time, our third-party programmer who was able to just upload the drivers for that manufacturer, and he didn't have to change all his code. So I think, you know, when we talked recently in an episode about software developers and programmers and, and how, where, where, where why, why that what that transition looks like and why, and what, why those skills are valuable. I think in, in this regard, some devices are just naturally a, uh, a complex to, to work with. And, and even the most, um, most skilled AV programmers may need to work with somebody in, in, in a software development world to be able to control a particular device or, or even access some of the functionality that is needed. Maybe it's even uh, to be able to do some, some complex features like uh, access a database or so on. And uh, that's where I think the power of a module or driver where you could have somebody almost like work to build you the components that you need to be able to then make your system work. But 
to your point, you want that person also to keep you in the loop. And, and maybe that's a great way to, to learn. So you have somebody write this module and then they may, perhaps they hand it off to you, educate you on what they did so that you can feel more comfortable, but, but that effort to do it initially can, can be well beyond either what time or budget or even uh, the current skill set can afford. Oh, definitely. Um, I'm finding that myself. There's times that um, I could benefit from having a the extra hands with programming and handling some of this stuff, uh, creating the modules. So like I did that on one project because um, we had one product we were using. It only was in one room. And then we kept finding more and more um, use cases for it. Um, and I've looked at the manufacturer's uh, module for it, and I didn't like how it worked and how it interfaced with the way I wrote code. So I wrote my own, and it saves time when I'm deploying these systems out. So I'm definitely learning to trust modules more. It just that's my own personal saying i i don't want to lose that control yet yeah yeah i get that and you know there one was one thing that we, we um, kindly call like a, a limited functionality module so sometimes you just write something that does what you need it to do at the time and isn't necessarily comprehensive so it's something just to be aware of because you may be in a situation where you need that one function or you need to take advantage of a feature that is as you mentioned, not used that often, but uh, if you build, if you don't take the time to build it in, in the beginning, then you, you're kind of have to take a step back and go, go to, go back to the drawing board to update your module before you could update your code. Yep. Uh, I think that that's probably a good place for us to wrap as uh, you know, this is a good topic that we can certainly discuss and, and probably gets misunderstood a bit. Um, and, and different people have different uh, d- different mindsets about it, and and you know what James is mentioning, I think is is commonly said, and I think that in our world, we've we we haven't really gotten used to the idea of sharing code as much as maybe other industries, and and the the you know having these types of conversations and being able to to help each other uh, do our jobs better and be able to focus on the areas that you're most effective can, can really be valuable and modules and drivers are one way to do that. So um, James, how can people get in touch with you uh, and also uh, keep up on the other content that you're producing? Uh, yeah, that, um, so if folks want to connect with me, I'm on Twitter, AV underscore James King is my uh, handle. I'm, I am on LinkedIn as well, James King, and you, I do write a monthly article for the higheredav.com website, which is the IT and AV column, and I'm also a weekly member on AV Life, um, as well as this podcast. And once in a while, you get to come up for air. Yeah, once in a while. <laughs> so... Uh- for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on most social media platforms. Uh, as James said, connect on LinkedIn. Uh, I try to post there probably 
most consistently, but also on Twitter, especially on Sunday mornings. Uh, and uh, you could read some of my writing on uh, AV Technology, which is avnetwork.com. Uh, but uh, please check us out on YouTube, uh, Apple, Google, anywhere you find your podcasts and leave us a comment, share the episode. It'd be a really flattering honor and reward for us to know that more people can hear about us, learn and gain valuable knowledge from what we're talking about. Uh, without further ado, that's all we have for today on Ask the Programmer.